wild women welcome back to the femme podcast i am so excited and so honored to be introducing you to the final speaker in outspoken she is my personal mentor she has mentored rob and i at the start of our business at the start of our journey with fem she walked with us as we had our first six-figure month our first million dollar year she is the woman behind the 50 plus million dollar brand alpha fem it is none other than melanie and layer if you have yet to tune into this woman's energy online you are in for a treat. She is a business mentor for luxury brands and high-performance entrepreneurs. She is known for her unique approach to feminine leadership and wealth energetics. From humble beginnings, her journey has been one of evolution and growth, and she now celebrates million-dollar weeks and million-dollar days. Melanie's shift is a testament to her work that now serves women all around the globe. Her revolutionary teachings are taking the world by storm. With no website, no viral YouTube channel, world-renowned podcast or best-selling book, her unconventional approach to exponential wealth through organic social media growth has left many puzzled and so many more excited and magnetized. She celebrates her clients who calibrate to six figures and millions every day, but beyond that, she celebrates their lives, their evolution, their sovereignty, their womanhood. Together with her clients, the Alpha Femme brand has raised multiple six-figure contributions to causes close to Melanie's heart. It isn't possible to describe this woman accurately in a short biography. She is a mystery that pays to uncover. And we are diving in with her right here, right now on the Femme Podcast. I am so excited for this conversation today with the beautiful Melanie Ann Lair as we are about to pop on and record. We were just talking about the last time that we recorded together that we had Melanie on the Femme Podcast was when we first started coaching with her back in November of 2019. Wow, craziness. And said it feels like it was like also yesterday. Yeah, like a whole world changed and nothing changed all at the same time. That's right. Isn't that so funny how, I mean, even your your voice and the energy. And I feel like so much of it is the same. Like it, this could literally be the exact same conversation we had in 2019, yet everything about it will be so different. I love it. I'm so excited to see what comes out for us today. This is going to be fun. I mean, yeah, like we were just so, I was just thought of that too. Like we were so new into femme then Rob, like we had had our girl tribe business, but then when we started working with you, it was really when we started femme. I know it's like, since then you've had millions of dollars in your brand, like, hello, hello. Okay, Melanie. Oh my gosh. So what we're going to do as this lead up to Outspoken and your session inside is like, we just want to get to know you, you know, Jack and I are so fortunate to have been in your world and to be in your world and to know this side of you that a lot of women are curious about. And today, you know, the kind of the goal of this is to get to know you on a different level, on a deeper level. So we've actually got a set of questions, which is (laughs) so unlike us. Uh, (laughs) That's when I turn into like a bit of a game show host and I'm (laughs) going to actually lead you through some of these questions, but ideally you 
take them and run with them and give your, give our audience a, a taste of who Melanie is. Brilliant. I'm in. All right. That's good. Cause if you weren't in then we'd have a little bit of a sit who <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot. Okay. Melanie and Lair, tell us your purpose in this lifetime and how you're actively fulfilling it. I feel like my purpose has changed and evolved since I first began my journey. Right now, what I'm really interested in is really putting huge money in the hands of women for multiple reasons. First of all, because I really feel that's the gateway to women's full freedom is that they are wildly free financially and in all the ways. But I also feel that in women being wildly wealthy, it's going to set men free from lifetime of wounding around basically being calculated worth by money. You know, they each mm. choose a partner based on how much money they can make. And historically for as long as men can remember, I think they would choose, women would choose money before love. And I think that we get to both be set. Like we all get to be set free. Everyone gets to be set free when money is in the hands of women. And so that really is my, my most profound angle and the things that I'm doing. But the other part of it is that I've really come to adore this industry that I feel I'm a, I'm a strong leader in this online coaching industry. And I think that while I find a way to continuously stay motivated and inspired while I still have that, that magic and that gumption and that spirit to continue to lead the conversations the way I do, I feel like all of us just become more. And so I've taken this role really seriously over the past couple of years. And I feel like the more energy I bring to the industry, the more I feel energy in this industry. And so another piece of my purpose is to continue to fuel this so we can continue to create and break through new thought patterns and new, new ways of, of doing and evolving and helping more and more people create the lives they've always wanted. So it's like, um, yes, the wealth, yes, the money, but also the consistent leadership and motivation it takes for business longevity at this level. Yeah. And I, and I feel that too. It's like, okay, like this, like we're, we're not going anywhere, right. It's like, we're not going anywhere. Like you can feel your energy behind like everything you do. And even when you, you said there, you know, to get like huge amounts of money, like huge amounts of wealth in the hands of women. I also wanted to ask, is there a number on that for you? Or is it just, it's like, you know, you always say like the sky's not even the limit. Is it very limitless? Or when you're like, what is that number? When you say huge amounts of money? When I first opened my Alpha Femme free community, the night that I opened that community, I said, I want a million millionaires. That's what I want to help. I want to help a million millionaires. And there's part of me that's like, that's a really cool number. And I would love that to happen. And it also doesn't need to be that, you know, for some people being set free is six figures a year. For mm -hmm. some people, it, it, it is being a millionaire. For some, it's being a multimillionaire. For some, it's being a billionaire. And so I'm not capping it anymore because- I think that it's even more than millions and it's probably through the ripple effect of all the people touched by Alpha Femme going to go way beyond that. But what I want is a paradigm shift, even beyond an amount of women set free. I want a paradigm shift on the planet. And I think that that expands me even more than numbers. Yeah. And this was like in align with this energy that, I mean, I know I shared it with you on our unity call. I don't even know if I've shared this dream that I had with you, Rob, but when I like the vision that I had last week in a dream was like that, even this, this industry, like the online industry, the coaching, the mentorship industry is like, 
we're about to just like open up to like fully be like in the ocean. It's like, oh, this is like a pond right now. And like where we're going and where we're headed is like beyond, I think, what any of us even know right now. Mm, I like that. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. That is exciting, Jack. Uh, okay. What was the moment? I love this question so much. What was the moment? And I think I know your answer. Okay. I'm just going to get it out. What was the moment you knew you were meant for more than what you had? So this was a long time coming and it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. But when I was in the darkest, what do you guys call that? The spiritual smackdown. So when I was in my spiritual smackdown, I had a person tell me, and this was like a seer back when I didn't believe much in this kind of energetic work, that I was meant to change the world where the mountains met the ocean. And at this moment, I was bankrupt and sleeping in the front seat of a Honda Civic in a snowstorm. And it was like, she couldn't give me any information. When I asked her, like, what does that look like? She was like, well, I can't tell you, you know, and I'm like, well, when do I go? (laughs) Can't tell you that, you know, how do I get there? And she said, you'll be there when it happens. And I had no idea how I was going to help myself, never mind the world. And so I, I really did like let that call go and see it as a kind of like I'd been scammed, if I'm going to be really honest. And I walked away from there really defeated. But piece by piece, as I found my way into the coaching industry and that people and I was literally put in the coaching industry, like I had people just I have a person that needs your help and you're, she's going to pay you. And what's your phone number and what time are you free? And I'm going to facilitate this whole thing for you. Like I was literally put in this industry. And I feel like slowly but surely my mind started to open up to the idea that maybe I was going to help people. But the real magic happened when the lockdown hit and we were grounded in Hawaii. Kevin, my sister and I, my fiance, my sister and I were grounded in Hawaii. We'd rented this gorgeous place for a few nights. It was like three grand a night. And then they shut the island down. Nobody goes in, nobody comes out. And there's no more hotels, no more Airbnbs. It was literally like, we stay there or we end up on the street. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this was a, this was like, I can do this for four days, but I can't do this for an extended period of time. So I had alpha communicated my way to like $1,500 a night, which was still huge for me. Plus we ended up being grounded there for two months, but there was this moment where we realized that this villa mansion thing we were staying in was literally on a mountain on the edge of the ocean. And it was like, what if we actually take this brand to the next level? Like we break down all barriers. We transcend everything that's ever been done. We like change the world where the mountain meets the ocean. And that decision, I remember the chills on our arms, the tears, the, the, the energy that surrounded that declaration and that decision And uh, we were making, you know, just a couple, like multiple six figures at that point, like $200,000 a month. And we literally went from that to a million dollar month within just a couple, just a few months. This would have been like March. And by September, we were having million dollar months. Can we talk about this for a moment? Because I feel like my memory of this, because this is when Robin and I were um, working privately one-to-one with you, well, two-to-one, one-to-two, however however that goes. Um, And I remember at the time that there was like, you know, the things happening in Hawaii. And then there were some things that, I mean, 
breakdown doesn't probably feel like the right word, but there's like things like some big things happening, you know, in your, in your world that maybe would, I, I mean, I don't know how it felt for you, but like things that really shifted in your world. I think that like June or July, like that summer, right before you then, you know, had that first million dollar month in September. Yeah, there. I think the biggest lesson that was learned for me, I've always led with a lot of heart in my business. And I've been a person that's overgiven a lot in my life because I really profoundly believe that money in the hands of good-hearted people goes a very long way. But one part of me had never been allowed to expand. I never let myself expand the part where I mattered where my boundaries, my, my, just myself as a person, like I wasn't putting myself first. I would always just, you know, even though it was like, for me, for you, for us, it was like, yeah, but I'm okay. You know, I wasn't honoring. I was, my level of self-importance was not balanced with the level of heart that my heart was growing. Cause the, the more successful I became and the more of all this, all these transmissions came through me, I feel like my heart grew 10 times. But my level of who am I didn't change at all. And so there, there came a moment where everything broke down until I realized, like, you're a big deal. This company's a big deal. You got to get a grip. You got to stand up straight. You got to get your chin up. You matter. Figure this out. You got you to gotta find your balance. You got to find your flow. These people depend on you. You depend on you. This business depends on you. You matter. You get it? You matter. Are you ready or not? And it was like, there was, a, there was so many things I had to change and move and make decisions on and it was a very tumultuous summer, but it basically all of it was about reclaiming my self-importance as much as my heart, because until that point, it was greatly unbalanced. And when I got the balance right, the balance right, and I stopped being afraid that people wouldn't like me or that I could that people won't love me anymore, or that trying to just protect, protect, protect when I let go of that, and I was like, no, I'm worthy of this and I've got this. The whole thing just went. What do you feel like when you said like, protect, 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 what were you protecting yourself from? Just like any kind of projection of people thinking I had changed or, you know, like I think the fear a lot of women have, not all women, but a lot of women have this fear that once you become rich, you, you change. And so I was so afraid of changing that I didn't allow myself to. So I was protecting myself from the, oh yeah, well, you know, she used to be uh, this way and then she got rich and then she was like this. And I was so afraid that people would stop seeing my heart or, you know, protecting myself from my reputation being tarnished because someone's angry and I don't give them exactly what they want. And they go be like, oh, you want to know about Melanie Ann Lair? She's not nice. She's this. I wanted this. And she said, no. And I wanted that. And she said, no. And so I just tried to, I tried to mitigate everything in a way that was just like, heart first, heart first, heart first. The thing is, there's a certain le- a certain limit to how big you can grow a business if it's just so far led with heart and absolutely no ego, no self-importance, no, like if I don't put myself in the equation at all, it's not for me, for you, for us. It's for you and hopefully for us if this works out. And so when I got that balance right, for me, for you, for us, when I got the balance right, the business has generated like almost $50 million since then. Yeah. That just like blows me away. And when you were saying this, the, for me, for you, for us, I was like, oh, it feels like almost before that point, it was like a, for you, for us, for me, you know, and I, and I feel, you know, 
all over the internet, people will share words that you, that you say, like saying for me, for you, for us. And I still hear it often people saying like, they put the you first. They're like, for you, for me, for us. But the way you yeah. say it is for me, for you, for us. And that, you know, there's something so important there, but the, for me is there first. Yes, it has to be because, or else my business will not be, if I'm the core of the business, you know, in, in this industry and, and in a lot of industries where I'm supporting clients right now, we are the CEO, we're the artist, we're the talent, we're the visionary, we're the, the leader, we're, we're all of it. And so if I'm not part of the triple equation that gets me where I need to go, I'm going to crush myself with my big business, my big dream. Like eventually it will crush me. If I'm not strong enough to, to walk with it, if I keep not growing and not solidifying myself, my importance as I grow the business, then eventually it, it's got to stop growing for my own protection. So true. What's your check-in with yourself to, to, to see if you're in balance? Is it an internal feeling? Like, can you feel as soon as it starts to be off balance? Do you have a regular check-in? I feel like the first wave of this was so different. It was like hard to ignore. Like if I would have fallen back, I would have been able to tell immediately there was a, there was a different posture in everything that I did, everything that I was, everything that I said, like you can very clearly see a line in the sand in my identity online before and after those moments. It was a very strong declaration. The brand changed. So many things changed. But I think that what's difficult is longevity and motivation beyond the first few months of this. This is something I help a lot of women with because having a six-figure month, having a million-dollar month, it's one of those things where people want to do this. They just don't think about the second one. Yeah. Or the third one or the fifth, six, seven, eight, nine, 12, 20, 25. Like it takes a lot of stamina to continue to do what it takes to hit those kinds of numbers and to not fall into, oh my gosh, it looks like I'm going to make less than last month. And then go into the predictable mind instead of the constantly creating mind. And so it takes a lot of energy and aligned energy and focus in order to stay on top of that. And I feel like at this level now where I am, it's very rapid because everything, if something was out of alignment, I feel it immediately. Everything is so big in my life. The results are big. The reactions are big. The people are big. The programs are big. Everything's big. And so it's a big, bold statement when something isn't going well and I go internally and I need to look at it. So it, I don't really slip up that way anymore. And if I did, it would be so big immediately that it would be, it wouldn't be a nudge. It'd be like, Hey, nope. Like I'd, I'd tell immediately. So I feel like in order to be who I am now, like in order to create what I created now, that had to be just a permanent change. And I think that there's certain things in life where it's like, Oh, you're, it's what you, it's what you're doing. You know, it's what you're doing that you're putting yourself first. And there's other things where it's like, no, that's who you are. Like you wouldn't need to check in to make sure you're a mother. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to check in to know that I'm balanced in this. It's who I am. Yeah. Love that. Strong self-identity. I feel like, you know, like, you know, your balanced self so well that the minute that imbalance would start to creep in, you have the like natural ability to, to stay in yourself rather than to feel that misalignment pull you in all these different directions. Cause it's not something that I'm doing or not doing. It, it's literally my identity. And so if it's not, then 
I would know like any personality trait that you would have. Like if you're not happy, you'll know, you know, if you sing every day and all day, one day you just stop singing, you'll know someone will tell you, you know, if Kevin would know, he'd be like, um, <laughs> what's going on? You know, like there's too much on the line. There's too many people watching. There's too much for this to go unnoticed now. Mm. I love the size of that. I love the the power in that. Like there's, there's too much on the line for my alignment to not be on point. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Okay. What's the biggest up level you've ever experienced and the most noticeable shift that got you there? Hmm. Whoa. I feel like I've had so I've had really tangible, important shifts in my life and my business over the years. I feel like you can you can kind of see lines in the sand where it's like, whoa, there was a shift there. Whoa, there was a shift there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like my most recent shift was in the new branding. So I've been very sharp with my branding as much as possible to to be avant-garde, like ahead of of the trends and to not look like everybody else's brand in this industry. However, I also know that I create a lot of inspiration and a lot of energy in this industry. So a lot of times once I put something out there, I'm going to start to see a lot of things that kind of look a little bit like my thing. And so then I don't, then I don't want to do that anymore. I want to see something else, you know? And one of the the big shifts in the branding was when we completely moved out of, and this was because of being Canadian and all the politics and everything that have happened here in my absolute heartbreak for a lot of the discoveries that were made. And, you know, you guys know you're Canadian as well, but like, I feel like Canada got a slap up the head about our, our actual heritage and our roots. And my branding had been very much anchored in that, in that Canadian heritage. And then one day I, I realized like, I can't, I can't actually hold this. This isn't, this isn't mine to showcase. And so having to really go inwards and be like, okay, we've got to rise from, from every single thing for everyone, like every single thing we do for everyone, like what's, what's a brand for all. And I feel like moving into this other direction now with our new branding and the, the kind of the clean, clear, just very minimalistic, like brand approach and, you know, multi-million dollar months, like two, three, three and a half million dollar months. Like that was a huge, I mean, doing $1 million months felt like something I might never do again. But when we started doing multi-million dollar months with this brand and this evolution, it just feels undeniable now. And it feels like I could pivot in any direction. And I, I would know how to take the zone with me, like whatever zone is required to pivot, I know how to tap into it and I know how to move with it. And it just feels like timelessness, longevity. It feels like no matter what, it feels like through the tides, through the storms, no matter what, it's just solid. And I think that I, because I feel that so deeply, I think my clients feel that. I think the industry feels that from the Alpha Femme brand. Like it's, it's a hub, you know, even when people aren't clients, just the community and the, the energy that's created in the Alpha Femme, that free group on Facebook, like people coming into there every single day and celebrating each other. Like there's a, company culture. There's an, there's an energy that's just bigger. And I think that would probably have been when we transitioned the branding trend, really just created a brand for all, even though I still, I speak to women mostly I'm, I'm opening up my, my world to people of all walks of life. And we have a really diverse tapestry in the alpha femme brand now. And it feels like there's just, there's an opening. It's as if this, this, I can really claim now I have a global brand. Mm, that's powerful. 
I mean, this has been something that I feel like we've really like witnessed in you too, Melanie, is taking that like stand and really like how, you know, seeing you serve globally in all the ways it's, it's like what you've built, what you're continue to build, like the women that come into your world, the humans that are now coming into your world. It's like, I think there's people from every corner of the world finding you. It's quite phenomenal. I'm really grateful. It blows me away. I'm so grateful. And I, I know that the work that I do with my team was like over 20 of us now, which is so wild, but the work that I do with my team is in order for people to be able to find us and for it to be a safe space, a beautiful space, a, a space that's deserving of people's time, energy, money, resources, community. Like we, we're doing everything we can to make this the greatest, greatest we can. 20. <laughs> 20 on your team. That is amazing. I know. You could like fill a boardroom table. I know. It's crazy. And it's like they're, they're full-time employees. Everyone on the team has like a six figure salary. My core team made almost half a million each last year. Like there I have the women in my, in my company are successful, powerful, extraordinary, driven, self-led. They're they're Like it's, it's when I say for me, for you, for us, that's also internally inside the brand, which is so freaking amazing. And there's stuff bubbling for a next level of the brand again. Like there's still magic under the surface coming for more magic. It's like, we're up to big things. I've, I'm really proud of my team. Ooh, and I, love I feel like your team too, you know, as being a client of yours and someone just like connecting online, like your team always, like just in the way that they respond, you can feel like their energy and their passion behind what they do and their love for you and their love for this work and their love for the industry. You know, we've also worked with, with Shannon through for our own branding and like every, you can hear it in her, in her voice, in her energy. And I feel like that with everyone on your team, like every time I have an interaction with someone on your team, it's like, oh yeah, they're in the, the love frequency. Yeah. It really feels like we are alpha femme. Like we are doing this. We've got this. Like it is the greatest team spirit I've ever seen ever. I, I'm so grateful. It does. It doesn't even make sense. I'm so so grateful for the team that we've built. It's out of this world. I mean, that goes along with when you said that it doesn't make sense. I would say a lot in your world doesn't make sense. You know, when people are looking from the outside, right? That's true. I mean, even for myself, and I feel like usually if we're looking for logical answers, we look for a lot longer than if we're like, what's the unreasonable, unrealistic, makes no sense, would never think about it thing. We'll probably find it faster. Mm. So good. So good. So good. Okay. So this is our final question. And I feel like you answered this a little bit earlier in the podcast um, when we started to talk about having huge amounts of money in the hands of women to change the landscape of the entire way we operate for men, women, children, next generations. But I'm going to ask you to kind of maybe look at this question from a different perspective and to see what else is there. What is your quantum vision? Hmm. My quantum vision is people who speak without time. People who, who care more about the world changing than whether or not they'll see it happen. Like that kind of dedication. Like I might not even see 
how great this gets in my lifetime. Mm. And I'm in. Yeah. I felt that like move through my body and I was about to speak. And then you said the words, and I'm in like, just like that there, that energy of, and I'm in for it. I'm here for it. Like I want to be beside you saying like, yes, I'm in, I'm in. And I feel like right now everyone listens probably like, yeah, I'm in like that. I feel like is a vision that like, who doesn't want to be in like, yes, 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 please. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Cause I feel like in that energy, we're not, I talk a lot about context and I'm constantly trying to stretch my client's context beyond like what's bigger than that. What holds even that problem, that thought you just had, what's bigger than that? How can you hold that? And I feel like in the quantum, it's not about time. It's not linear. It's not about X amount of months or X amount of people or X amount of time or X amount of success. It's literally about a paradigm shift in whatever timing that paradigm shift is aligned to come without constantly looking over our shoulder to make sure we're on track. Like we are changing this no matter what. And the less we check up on it, the less we look over our shoulder to make sure we're okay. The less validation we need, the most, the less certainty we need that it's working, the less childlike validation of like, are we doing good? Like the less of that we need, the bigger the change and the faster the change. And so that really is the vision, I think. Mm, you said something there too, that I just want to ask you it because I feel like this is, was such a huge thing for me in your world as well, that, that checking energy, that like energy looking, you know, looking behind, it's like, okay, is it, is it working? Is it happening? Are they coming? Do they see how, I mean, what's the question in this? I don't really know, but do I have anything to say about that? Yeah. <laughs> I think a big part for me, when I realized that the, the frequency of business I'm most interested in is business art. I'm not really about the predictable. I'm not really about the um, forecast. I'm not really about the graphics and the based on the past, we should predictably be able to hit like that about business does not interest me at all. I'm not interested in the tactics and the manipulation of how to say this in order for that to happen and how to say that in order for that to happen. What I'm profoundly interested in is the art of business. The, what fills a stadium? Like, how do you make sense of that? What, how, what makes something a record bestseller that the whole freaking world knows or can, or maybe tries or thinks they know the lyrics to the songs, even though they're, they don't even speak the language, but they're singing whatever they think they're hearing off by heart. Like, how do you create that kind of business culture? How do you create that kind of ripple effect? And how long does it take to write a good song? How long does it take and how many good songs are you supposed to write? And how long until the next one comes out? There's not one artist that can tell you that. How long does it take to paint this next painting? How long, how long in advance did the Mona Lisa percolate in the mind before it ended up on a canvas? How long in advance did John Lennon need to think the songs before we heard them? How long until the next hit? How long until those aren't art conversations? Those are deadline conversations, logical business conversations. And so for me, when I realized if art is not attached to time, it's attached to creative genius, alignment, purpose, passion, then shouldn't our business art goals be in that, in that direction? And so if you ask an artist, are you almost done your song? How long till you're done the painting? You're not going to get a good answer there. If anything, you're going to prolong the process. You're going to put the artist 
in their mind. And next thing you know, the whole thing's on halt, pressure, time constraints, none of that works in art. And so I'm interested in the kind of business that doesn't make sense. The numbers that don't make sense, the feelings that don't make sense, all, all of the magic that comes with the greatest thing you ever wrote, the greatest thing you ever made, the greatest thing you ever sang, the greatest thing you ever heard, the greatest thing you ever said, and that comes detached from time. And so I can feel the energy. If I check up on me, I'm checking up on the world's greatest artist that was two millimeters away from the vibe that was going to write the song, and then I deterred them in their mind. So I give myself that same respect, that same right to to be in my zone, in my vibe, or out of my zone in my vibe, because the truth is, there is no love song like the kind of love song that's written from the kind of broken heart you think you're going to die from. So it doesn't really matter what you're feeling, but if you're pushing yourself to be on time, you don't go anywhere. Mm, I am so happy that I asked that question without actually asking a question because (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is how you and I tend to roll. You'll be like, wait a second, did did she ask a question there? (laughs) But it's always like, that's where I find that the magic comes in. It's just like, okay, there's an energy here. There's something here. And like, just share your magic with us. So that was incredible. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Melanie, thank you so much. You always spark new, well, that you always spark this artistry. You always spark this new way of thinking. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so excited for every woman who's inside outspoken and every woman who's listening to this podcast to be able to plug into your creative genius and your quantum vision. And thank you. Thank you for being here with us on the Femme Podcast. And I can't wait to have you inside outspoken. It's just going to be so, so beautiful. Well, thank you for having me on here again. I'm so grateful. I'm excited. I'm excited for what you put together. It's a masterpiece and I'm very proud to be a part of it.